It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Age of Radio. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Because it's sports talk with Cooper and Big Man. Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, ladies and gentlemen, time once again for Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. This is Big Man. Joining me, as always, is my brother Cooper. Cooper, how you doing, brother? I'm doing good, man. A little sleepy today, but pretty good. Yeah, we had Chinese, so we're a little, like, oh, yeah. nice and warm and cozy and stuffed. That, that Chinese hangover. So good. Yep. No regrets. No regrets either. Oh. Maybe. <laughs> we'll find out later. All right, but let's get into some NASCAR football talk. I'm stoked for this one. Let's do it, brother. All right, here we go. So we got, and I realized I made a mistake on that real quick. This is the Charlotte results, not Talladega, because that was last week. Ah, <laughs> My bad. Here we go. Charlotte results. Taking the checkered flag was Kyle Larson, the number five Chevy. Tyler Reddick in the number eight Chevy was second. Uh, Chris Boucher in the number 17 Ford was third. Kyle Busch in the 18 Toyota was fourth. Danny Hemlin in the 11 Toyota fifth. Matt DiBendetto in the 21 Ford was sixth. Joey Logano in the 22 Ford was seventh. And then I realized I also have him in the Toyota on the other side, but it's supposed to be Ford. That's my bad. Uh, Christopher Bell in the 20 Toyota was eighth. Ryan Blaney in the 12 Ford ninth. And Alex Bowman in the 48 Chevy finishing tenth. The NASCAR Cup standings as we have eliminated four more drivers. So we're down to the eight. Here we go. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. Back in the top spot is Kyle Larson after that victory in Charlotte. Danny Hamlin only slid down to the second spot with that top five finish. Martin Truex Jr. in the 19 Toyota is third. Ryan Blaney in the 12 Ford is fourth. Kyle Busch in the 18 Toyota is fifth. Uh, Chase Elliott in the number 9 Chevy is 6. Joey Logano in the 22 Ford, not the 22 Toyota, is 7th. And Brad Keselowski rounds out the top 8 in the number 2 Ford. Woo! Getting crazy up there in those standings for NASCAR, isn't it? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Can't wait to see what's going on there. We got lots to talk about with that one. 
But first, let's finish off some NAS, uh, NASCAR NFL standings. How about that? Let's do it. Out in the AFC East, the Bills are reigning supreme on top of the division at 4-1 with an 800 win percentage. The Patriots are right behind them at 2-3 with a 400 win percentage. And the Dolphins and Jets are both 1-4 and and a 200 win percentage. In the AFC North, the Ravens went in overtime against the Colts and improved to 4-1 with a 750 win percentage. The Bengals almost were even still with the Ravens, but unfortunately some missed field goals against the Packers, which we'll talk about, cost them a victory, and they're 3-2, as well as the Browns, who lost a shootout in Los Angeles against the Chargers. They're both 3-2 and two and 600. And the Steelers won their second game of the year by having an out, out-dueling Denver Broncos. Boy. Yes, boy, sir. But you won. Won, but not good. Yeah, because they're something that... That happened also. AFC South, the Titans lead that division as the finally a team above 500 completely, as they are now 3 and 2 and a 600 win percentage. The Texans and Colts are 200 or a 200 win percentage and 1 and 4. And the Jaguars' losing streak has continued on as they're 0 and 5. Out west in the AFC, the surprising Chargers are 4 and 1 after winning that battle and outdueling. Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns. The Broncos, suffering their second loss of the year to the Steelers, are 3-2, 600 win percentage, as are the Raiders. We'll get to talk about what's going on with Vegas here in a little while. And uh, there as well as 3-2 and two and 600. And the Chiefs are 2-3 and three and 400 win percentage. What the hell is going on there? No clue. Really. I don't think you either you or I had them even losing three games this year. I think... You gave them two, and I gave them one in our prediction, and they've already lost three. Crazy. Crazy stuff. All right, in the NFC, in the East, the Cowboys reign supreme on top of that division right now at 4-1 with an 800 win percentage. The Washington football team and Philadelphia Eagles are both 2-3, 400 win percentage, and the Giants are 1-4 and and a 200 win percentage. In the NFC North, the Packers are nice 4-1, 800 win percentage. The Bears are 3 and 2 with a 600 win percentage. The Vikings edged out the Lions to improve to 2 and 3 and a 400 win percentage. And the Lions, with that loss, go to 0 and 5. They haven't won a game, so therefore a 0 win percentage. In the NFC South, the Buccaneers are now the lone team atop of that division at 4 and 1 with an 800 win percentage. The Panthers struggled against the Eagles and are 3 and 2 with a 600 win percentage. The Saints still surprisingly doing well at 3-2 with a 600 win percentage. And the Falcons are 2-3 with a 400 win percentage. Well, they did get their second win of the year. Out west in the NFC, the Cardinals barely beat the 49ers to improve to 5-0. And still a perfect 100% win percentage. Uh, The Rams improved to 4-1 on a great Thursday night game in Seattle on a short week. Or 4-1 in 800 uh, win percentage. The 49ers, as we talked about, fell, and so did the Seahawks. Both are 2-3 and three and a 400 win percentage. But let's go back to doing some NASCAR talk. Let's do it, brother. Because we got lots to talk about in NASCAR and racing in general. So here we go. The playoff tango between Denny Hamlin and Kyle Larson continues as Larson won his seventh race of the year in Charlotte. The win puts Larson back on top in the standings and, autom- and automatically into the next round of the playoffs. As we stated, Hamlin did finish fifth in the race, which helps um, 
helped him stay close, there we go, to Larson in the standings as he only dropped down to second. Martin Trex Jr. moved back into third place in the standings. This little dance between Hamlin and Larson is going to keep uh, the intention of racing fans as we move closer to the finale of the wild playoff in NASCAR. Cooper, your thoughts? It definitely is, man. Uh, this is crazy. These two have been nipping each other's heels all season. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's going to be very interesting. It is. I've been really enjoying this playoff run um, that these two are putting on. It's a great show. NASCAR did the right thing by going to this playoff instead of just going, hey, whoever wins X amount of races gets these most points. Because you'd have a guy win one race and still because he had way more top finishes than everybody else got enough points to just win the championship. But now it's kind of making importance on winning and and uh, it's really showing here in this playoff as Hamlin and Larson. Importance of winning and an importance of, of placement. Yeah, and perseverance too. I mean, look at that. Denny Hamlin didn't win one all year. Made the playoff and now he's still made won. the playoff. Yeah, but he's made, but he's had to win to keep himself like, yeah, yeah. Uh, relevant in the playoff too, which he's done. So that's helpful because he wouldn't have been able to stay ahead if he wasn't winning races. All right. Uh, next up, we have some insider information from a very reliable source. Ooh. Yes. I'm enjoying this. So, NASCAR former NASCAR driver is going to be soon a returning NASCAR driver. Jimmy Johnson is looking to make his return to NASCAR in his famed number 48 car as he'll be teaming up with Chip Ganassi and they will create a charter team. So this is interesting news. This is, uh, wow. And thank you so much for this inside news. Mm-hmm. We love you. And uh, thank you. Yes, I'm actually really happy we got this um, earlier this week. I was so excited. I was like, oh my goodness. It's like, what? What? We got some inside information. I can't wait. we still got more to talk about. As Denny Hamlin and Michael Jordan will be also forming another team as well. This was also huge news that's yet to be announced. How about that? Big news. Big Jordan news. is making some splashes here in NASCAR. Right? It's crazy. Mr. Basketball himself is trying to become Mr. NASCAR. It's unbelievable to watch. And uh, can't wait to see what happens here. This is going to be great. awesome, dude. Yes, sir. All right. And some ISMA racing news. Uh, as they have made new rules that Chevy will have to abide to that lowers the thrust and downforce speeds as teams struggled against the Corvette's V8 engine. Ooh. So ISMA is kind of sticking it to Chevy with uh, their dominance with the Corvette V8. <laughs> How about that? Oh man, dude, what what's some controversy there, right? Yeah, that's a little bit of a stickler there. It's like you're too dominant, therefore we're gonna make some rules that you're gonna have to abide by, and probably say sayonara to the V8. Like, that's well, kind of a little bullcrap. Kind of, that kind of sucks. It's like, maybe you guys should up your Right? You know. But, you know, whatever. Right. I can agree to that because, I mean, where where's my uh, where's my Mustang guys at? Come on now. Right. Where, where's our Challengers? Where's right. our Chargers? Somebody on Dodge can right. do something. Give me a Hemi that can take some fucking power. Come right. on. Mustangs, I know we had some good engines back in the day we can get back to that we're a little, i'm still a little bit of a ford guy at heart love my mustangs but you know sometimes you guys get a little soft and it gets a little crazy like <laughs> when you plant a a mid-size suv body and call it a mustang because it's electric and I'm like what the 
is that. Yeah. <sighs> but then again, Ford surprises me and comes out with the Maverick again, but makes it a utility truck. I was like, okay. <laughs> sure, we'll go with that. All right, so we're going to switch gears and from the uh, asphalt to the gridiron. Are you ready? Let's do it, brother. Oh, yes. How has the mighty have fallen? Softly onto a plushly soft pillow. As formerly number one, Alabama fell to unranked two loss Texas A&M on the road in College Station. However, thanks to East Coast bias, the tide rolled down to just the number five spot in the national rankings. It must be nice to lose to a team like the Aggies and not have to worry about the possibility of completely falling out of playoff contention. The only remaining ranked team on Bama's schedule currently are the number 17th ranked Razorbacks. If Bama wins out, they will face they will likely face top-ranked Georgia Bulldogs, who are currently number one, in the SEC title game with a chance to climb right back into the playoffs. Cooper. Anybody else who would go to a divisional opponent on their home that has two losses already and were top rank would fall gracefully towards the bottom of the top ten and possibly out of it. But Bama just falls right to the t- right to five and still is in contention. What do you think? Uh, it is what it is, dude. I know you hate on Bama, but Bama is a well well oiled machine, brother. Okay, you may not like it, but it is true. They are a well-oiled machine, and, you know, yes, they are a little bit, you know, coddled by the SEC, um, but it is what it is, man. I really don't like it either, but it is what it is. I'm just saying, if a Pac-12 team done that, if a Big 12 team done that, if a Big 10 team done that, ACC team done that, they would have free fell right outside the top 10. Yeah. To a two-loss team on the road, yeah, we basically almost saw it with Oregon. Yeah. With Stanford. And we were screwed out of our game. Yeah. At least they lost, as far as we know, straight up. I don't know. I didn't watch the game, so. I figured, because I figured Alabama was going to roll. Tide. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> roll Tide. But uh, the, the Tide, however, um, like you said, though, just gets a... Cushy little landing spot at number five. All they have to do is basically win out, face Georgia, if they can beat Georgia in the SEC title game, especially if Georgia remains undefeated in the number one team in the nation. They're going to be right back into the playoffs. I mean, after the way the Razorbacks fell to Georgia, I find it hard to believe that they would beat Bama. <laughs> yeah. Like, very hard to believe. They got shellacked so. in Athens 37 to nothing. And don't get me wrong, Georgia's looked really good all year. Not taking that away from them. Yeah. But we also know how Bama is. And now Bama's pissed because they lost. Yeah. They're going to look at the rest of the schedule. Luckily for the Razorbacks, they're not the next opponent. Because God forbid you're the next opponent because you'd be be completely destroyed. You'd be terminated pretty much. Bama would probably drop 70 on you just because (laughs) um, they can. Uh, But still... Now I think they're going to turn around, hyper-focus. They're going to roll right into that SEC title game, ready for a fight against the Bulldogs. And Georgia better be ready for that. They don't really have much competition left other than the... I think the Gators can give them a game in the world's largest outdoor out, uh, outdoor cocktail party in Jacksonville. But still, if 
that's going to be their biggest threat the rest of the way because they're just going to easily roll over everybody else. Um, because of Georgia, we've seen Florida's offense and what they can do to good defenses. They almost beat Bama. They should give Georgia a good game, and therefore that will be Georgia's biggest. I think Georgia's biggest test until they face Bama in the SEC. <clears throat> Definitely. All right, so speaking of those Gators, after a disappointing performance last week against Kentucky, the Gators have bounced back to trounce Vanderbilt 42 to nothing in the swamp. Speaking of those Razorbacks, they were almost successful with a bounce back and a thriller against Ole Miss in Oxford, Mississippi. However, the Hogs went for the win rather than overtime and failed to unfailed on a two-point conversion. This game I enjoyed the hell out of, and I don't really care for either of these schools, but the Red River showdown between Texas and Oklahoma came down to the wire, despite Texas jumping out to a 28-7 lead in the first quarter alone. Oklahoma sat Heisman candidate Spencer Rattler in the second half as freshman quarterback Caleb Williams led the epic comeback. And I mean epic. It was unbelievable. Up in Iowa, we had another great game as number four Penn State took on Iowa, number three Iowa. The Hawkeyes had to use a second half rally and aided by an injury to Penn State quarterback Sean Clifford as he sustained the injury. And then an unranked Boise State team went down to Provo, Utah, and upended number 10 BYU, even though the Cougars jumped out to a 10-0 lead. The Broncos would only give up seven points the rest of the way as the team put 26 of their own points up. Whew. Cooper, that's a lot to take away from Dude, a real crazy weekend of college football. A lot of, uh, lot of comeback games this weekend. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, that Texas A&M game... Yeah, the, t- the Texas-Oklahoma game. Oh, my God. Yeah. It was just – I did not see this happening. I'm just like, my goodness, Texas is going to roll Oklahoma. The anarchy that's about to commence. Right. And then Oklahoma – wait a minute. We're better than Texas. What are we doing? Bench this quarterback because he's not in it right now for whatever reason. I don't know what's wrong with Spencer Rattler. That's two Red River rivalry showdown games in a row that he's been benched for another quarterback who led a comeback against Texas. Boy. That's not looking good for the potential Heisman Trophy candidate, who probably, I think now, is no longer the Heisman candidate um, leader at all. He's going to have to have huge performances the rest of the way to be even considered for a trip to New York, let alone a finalist the rest of the way. All right, so we're going to shift gears to some professional football, but we're going to take a a little bit of news before we get to the games themselves. Uh, first up, we're going to talk about John Gruden has resigned as head coach of the Las Vegas Raiders. Gruden became the subject of controversy when emails were leaked that the coach back in 2011 had used questionable language when talking about head of the NFL PA, D. Murray Smith. Some of it was deemed a racial tone. Then yesterday, more emails came out that the now former coach used vulgar, misogynist, homophobic, and racial language. These came out from an investigation into the Washington football team and the ongoings in that organization. Everything said or implied by Gruden is beyond reproach, but this also does seem to be a victim of circumstance that Gruden was in the wrong email chain at the wrong time. Cooper, your thoughts? The problem with this is it's all in writing, dude. Yeah. I mean, once it's out there, it's out there. And uh, we live in a society nowadays where you have to be very careful on how how you go about saying things and and doing things, and uh, if you you say the wrong thing, you could lose your job very 
quickly. Yes. So, uh, am I sad to see him go? Yes. Do I think he's victim of circumstance? Yes. This is just... Ooh, I don't like it. It's a touchy subject. Um, sucks. But, you know, I guess, too, you have to... You have to, uh, I guess, kind of do what you have to when you've got stuff like that going on. Yeah. I don't like the fact that it seems like we are now living in a society where it is now somebody's duty to come up with a way to look into your past and completely destroy your character, your reputation, and your livelihood. That's the society we now live in. And it's really disgusting. It very much is. What he may have said in those emails, and I've never, I didn't read them, I haven't looked at them. If they're there, fine. Is beyond reproach. We said that. He should never have done that. He should never have made sure he made, he should have kept himself out of any situation. So he would have avoided that. But the fact is now that we are in a society where your tweets, your emails, any posts you may have posted on Facebook, Heck, they might even go back to MySpace if they can figure it out. <laughs> Your any tweet, Instagram post, Facebook post, any, TikTok. If you have a controversial TikTok, anything now will be used against you in a court of law. Ten years down the road, twenty years down the road, just because of whatever vindictive social justice warrior they think they are thinks that they need to tear down a man who has never had any problems with his players as far as we can tell. Yeah, I mean... We got, we're talking about a guy who's also been very supportive of a very openly gay player that he was coaching at up to this point in Carl Nassib. And now, because of some jokes he may have said with somebody in the Washington football organization, football team's organization, he's now condemned to life in football, in the in the football world, that's because because now he won't even get back to ESPN. He won't get to the NFL Network. No one's gonna want to touch Gruden because of how nasty this all looks, and it's just ridiculous. It's unfortunate for sure, dude. I uh, really don't like this. We we're kind of dealing with the same kind of thing in the uh, wrestling world with Ric Flair right now. Yeah, and. Uh, you know, but but the thing that sucks with that too is is like all somebody has to do nowadays is just accuse somebody of something, and then automatically their whole reputation is down the gutter and it's 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 done. Yeah, I mean, because word came down that Tampa Bay is now removing Gruden from their um, Ring of Honor at the stadium. You know, he they, he's the coach that led them to their only well their before. Last year, their only Super Bowl win. Yeah. So now he's removed from their um, Hall of Hall of Fame honor or Ring of Honor in the stadium, and you know now they're the Raiders now have to restart. They have an interim coach now, and then they're going to have to now look for a long term solution, and it's just very unfortunate. Uh, and uh, and I'm sure what bothers me too is somebody had had to have had this information. Before he was head coach, why didn't this just come out then when he was thinking about becoming coming back? Yeah. 
I, I don't get it either. I think sometimes people are vindictive and they like controversy. Yeah. So. And they also like ruining the lives of anybody that they can, and they don't care. Yeah. It's And it's, what, like I said, I'm not condoning what he did. It's bad that he did it. Yeah. But also don't think we should live in a society where something you may have said because I think people, I believe people can change. And for the better. Some people do change, and it's for the worse. Yeah. But tell, if you can give me a player that's ever felt anything with Gruden in a negative light, he seems racial, he seems misogynist, he seems homophobic, he seems, you know, anything. Why aren't they stepping out and saying something, too? Everybody just says clammed up and just... Hey, it is what it is. Our favorite saying, it is what it is. Yeah. It's it's a sad day um, because uh, someone's life had to be ruined because of some person who thinks they're a social justice warrior. And I don't think how, I don't see how ruining someone's life from something they've done over a decade ago makes you a social justice warrior. Yeah, over some emails. Um, it's a lot different than accusing somebody of physical abuse or rape or some some type of nasty stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just just somebody's opinion. Yeah. So I guess you know. Should he not have had that opinion? Probably. Probably not. But but also, can't we say that he probably has changed for the better yeah. and give him that opportunity? But not, I, mean, not. I mean, when it came, when, when everybody was talking about John Gruden coming back to coach, and everyone was happy and excited, and and you know, especially he, Raiders he, fans, he's adored by adored by many. Yeah, and that's that's why it's so sad to see. Just I loved him on Monday Night Football. He was how quick things can change. I loved his QB camp, all yeah. that stuff, but all that is now just basically gone. Everything will be wiped. He'll be shortly forgotten, and you'll just know him from the highlights of Raider football and a little bit, if Tampa even allows it, (laughs) their brief history run with him. And it's unfortunate. All right, so let's get to the games, shall we? Let's go. All right, so the games this weekend, we had the Rams going into Seattle in a short week and performed better than they did against Arizona and came away with a victory to keep pace out in the NFC West. Tom Brady seems to have turned back the clock again as he threw for 411 yards and five touchdowns as the Bucks rolled the Dolphins 45-17. Your Steelers may have beat the Broncos 29-17 but have lost Juju Smith-Schuster for the season. An unfortunate injury. The Jags' losing streak has reached 20 games as they got shellacked 37-19 by the Titans. The Packers and Bengals didn't seem to want, didn't like, seem like either wanted to win as both, game, both teams missed game-winning field goals before going into overtime and then continuing to miss game winners. Mason Crosby would finally win it for the Packers, though, in overtime. We may have to start taking the Cowboys seriously as they routed the Giants 44-20, and the best team in the NFL may just be the Buffalo Bills as they went into Arrowhead Stadium and shut down the Kansas City Chiefs 38-20. Cooper, what is your biggest takeaway from the weekend? Yeah, man, that's just crazy. I mean, Tom Brady went nuts. Yeah. That dude dude is showing no. He's showing that it don't matter how old you are. If you still got it, you still 
Yep. I don't know how you're winning with a fantasy quarterback of Tom Brady, but okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. You're, you're just mad because I beat you in fantasy football this week. Well, let's put it out there, big man. Let's go. Yeah, only because I should have had the MVP out there. It wouldn't have mattered. It, it would have. wouldn't have mattered. Yeah, it would have. You wouldn't have beat me. Oh, I would have. Have you seen the difference? It don't matter. I would have won. The difference would have made up for it. Trust me. But, yeah, uh, the biggest takeaway for me, though, might actually be those Dallas Cowboys. I know I give them a hard time and talk crap about them all the time. But they're looking really good. And, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. The, the uh, Giants, they usually don't get routed by 24 points. They're usually in dogfights, even against really good teams. Yeah. And the Cowboys, man, their defense is looking really good now. The offense is starting to click. It seems like it's really starting to click. And Dak Prescott is just, he's on point anymore, dude. Yeah, he looks like that injury is way beyond. It doesn't even seem like he missed all almost all of last year with yeah, that injury. It seems like that injury did him did him some service. Maybe he just needed some, that rest, man. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, man. I don't know what he's doing, but it's working. But uh, Whatever they're putting in his Wheaties, that you know, this season is working for sure. Or whatever uh, steroid they're putting in that ankle. <clears throat> Mm, I didn't say that, did I? No. <laughs> but, man, how about Buffalo, though, going into Arrowhead and shutting down the high-octane offense? That's crazy. Yeah, but Kansas City, I don't know what's going on with them, but they are just they just can't get out the gate. I don't know what's wrong with them. Yeah, they have very much stumbled out the block, and it's kind of a, it's a little bit of a shocker there. Uh, they might be the surprise of this season so far. Oh, definitely. And not in a good way. The surprise of the season may be the Cowboys in a positive manner, but the Chiefs in a bad manner. Yeah. And then again, don't get me wrong, I didn't really talk about Arizona, not because I'm jealous or anything. It's just they kind of struggled against San Francisco and only won 17-10. I kind of expected a little bit better from them. And they they didn't still do. won. They still won. So, and they're, they're the still, only undefe- still the only undefeated team. I'll give them that. So they're the best team in the league right now. Oh, I don't think so. Period. I don't think so. 5-0. and oh, Best team in the league. I don't think so. I bet you if they play Buffalo. It don't matter. Even if, in Arizona. It don't matter. Records Buffalo all right now. Buffalo would whoop right their now, ass. Right now, records says it all, bro. Buffalo would eat Kyler Murray alive. Because they went to Kansas City and won. What? Okay. Well, Glad we don't. We're not talking about Kansas City from last year or the year before, are we? So, we're still talking about Kansas City in Arrowhead. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. What? All right. Last bit of news, or intrigued to talk about. From ASC Rookie of the Year to MVP in a single season, it may be a possibility as Justin Herbert just continues to develop into a superstar quarterback for the Chargers. That was really hard to say because of the Chargers. He outdueled Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns at home to the tune of 47-42. Herbert has shown poise beyond his years and proves to be everything the Chargers needed in their young quarterback. Herbert may prove to be the next best QB if he continues to improve at this rate. Cooper, your thoughts on our former glorious duck quarterback? It's crazy, dude. Um, it, it's great to see him doing so well. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's really... It's just kind of nuts because, you know, you and I grew up and Medford, which isn't too far from Eugene, man. And mm-hmm. this kid is 
Well, and he's an Oregon boy through and through. He through grew up in through, grew man. up in Eugene, went to uh, Sheldon High School in Eugene, played at Oregon in Eugene, and then is now an LA Charger. Unbelievable. And can you believe that was his favorite team growing up? That's just nuts. Yeah. And what was even weirder, one of his um, school papers he wrote for, that uh, his dream goal was to play quarterback in the NFL and live in Los Angeles. How did he know he was going to be doing both right. <laughs> at one point? Unbelievable. Uh, God works in mysterious ways, brother. works in mysterious ways. I just got to know. I know we're not. But let's just say we were, Dolphins fans. How pissed are we that we took Tua <laughs> instead of Herbert right now? Right? How pissed are we? Because I feel like I'd, if I was a Dolphins fan right now, I'd be very pissed. Yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like we said with Mac Jones. Uh, Mac Jones didn't land where he did. He wouldn't be doing as well as he's done. True, but it's not like the Dolphins are terrible either, where I think we'd still be seeing the same result with Herbert in Miami that we would have seen him now with uh, Chargers, because he did do pretty well last year, and he was doing it with a weaker offensive line. His best targets were oft-injured, and his defense was in shambles. Still kind of in shambles because of the 42... Um, points that they were giving up, but needless to say, I, I just think if you're a Dolphins fan right now, you're probably sick to your stomach seeing this kid <laughs> in Los Angeles lighting up the league right now. Yeah, and your quarterback is injured again. He but just now got off IR and in there's practice. no guarantee he would have done that with Miami though. There's no guarantee he would have done that with Miami. So it's it's you know it's all about the people you have around you and the team you have around you. You know, it, 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 there's no guarantee with it. But Miami does have a better defense. Yeah. Yeah, and that's really what they need. It, it, what he needs is a better defense. So. I mean, they don't get me wrong. The Chargers have pieces. They got Bo, uh, Joey Bosa and they got Derwin yeah. James and they and. Uh, Oh, God, what's that? They have a really good linebacker. I can't remember his name. Freaking just... But uh, they got some good pieces, but as a unit and team whole, they're still not quite there, whereas the Dolphins kind of have like their old-school no-name defense where it's really good, but no one just stands out on it. And uh, Except, of course, not this weekend because, obviously, because, uh, you know, they got gold. And gave up 45 points. Yeah. Like touchdowns to Tom Tom Brady. I'm just saying. I'm just saying maybe if you had Herbert in that game, maybe it's a shootout like maybe. it was in Los Angeles. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, just saying. Could have happened. We don't know. It's one of those great what-ifs. Can we get Marvel on that? <laughs> like, uh, right. With their what-if series? What if? Or, um, um, uh, Oh, shoot. What's his name on NFL.com? I, remember I used to watch his little videos of NFL? Yeah. Yeah, he's a Steelers fan, too. God, why can't I remember his name? Ah, oh, but, you know, with the what with the NFL, he would, that would be... Yeah. I would love to see what his, thought of, his thoughts are on that one. What if the Dolphins would have drafted Herbert instead? 
Oh god, that'd be great. Definitely, man. Demeshek, Dave Demeshek, that's his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Demeshek, man. I miss those NFL NFLs videos. I wish he'd do more, but I think he went in and quit doing that series, which was um, sad because I was enjoying the hell out of those. Um, but anyway, so needless to say, um, Herbert's looking good. Can't wait to see what he does the rest of the year. Might not end up being MVP this year, though. It's a little kind of wishful thinking on my part because, you know, uh, Josh Allen looks really good. Uh, Dak's looking pretty good. And like I said, Tom Brady has seemed to turn back the freaking clock on his age and probably yeah, could be. Father Time right there. <laughs> yeah. You'd think, you know, Father Time would tap his shoulder and tell him to slow the you think, down. You think you found the fountain of youth down there? Maybe I'm about to go to Tampa. <laughs> I just turned 35, and I probably feel older than he does, or he is, yeah. anyways. But, anyways, uh, yeah. So that's that's another good episode we had. Yeah, I enjoyed it, and we didn't go as long as I thought we were going to. Honestly, <laughs> I was a little worried. <laughs> I didn't go on. It's a, like we're gonna go on a tirade. Oh shit! I tried to reel it in a little bit. Yeah, we had to, man. That's a touchy subject with everything going on right now. So. Yeah. Uh, man, so we'll be back Thursday with uh, AEW Talk. It's looking great. Can't wait to do uh, do that episode. It's going to be fun. Uh, oh, yeah. Dynamite's going to be amazing, I'm sure, tomorrow night. Uh, then Saturday we'll be back with more wrestling talk. Uh, sorry, WWE talk. <laughs> Call it right. the right thing. Um, as we start getting closer to the crown jewel. I don't even want to talk about that right now. (laughs) Wait a minute. We might actually have to preview the Crown Jewels Saturday. Oh, yeah, because it is coming. And it's going to be on Thursday. On Thursday. Crap. All right, so we'll be we'll be previewing the Crown Jewel on Saturday. Just realized. All right, cool. And then we'll be back with more baseball talk. As we'll probably be talking about the Dodgers no longer in the playoffs. The surprising Boston Red Sox. And, uh, you should say probably talking about the Dodgers no longer in the playoffs. Yes. Have some faith, brother. Have some faith. We lost one nothing last night. So? Have faith. It's thin. It's thinner than a thin mint. <laughs> uh, it, just, it just upped and disappeared like a fart in the wind. Anyways. <laughs> and then, of course, we'll be back. Next Tuesday with more uh, NASCAR football talk and uh, maybe hopefully uh, our source will have more insider information for us to discuss. Oh yes, that would be awesome. Come on, we want to hear some more interesting stuff to tell our fans. Anyways, so that'll do it for us here at Sports Talk and as always... When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keep on talking sports. Hey everyone, this is Big Man. This is Cooper. We hope you enjoyed our latest episode, but be sure to check us out on our social medias. On Facebook at Cooper Big Man. Our Facebook page, Sports Talk with Cooper and Big Man. On Twitter at 
Cooper underscore Big Man ST. On Instagram, also at Cooper Big underscore Big Man ST. At TikTok at sportstalk.cooper.bigman. Or you can email us at sportstalk with Cooper in Big Man. That's sportstalk, W I T, Cooper, the letter N, Big Man, and that's at gmail.com. Thank you for tuning in, and we love you guys for checking us out. Be sure to catch us on our next episode.